Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. A wonderful day to you. This is Brad Zockel. We are going into Revelation chapter 18, and it is a fantastically deep passage that hits home with the destruction of those that would rebel against God by using another God called money. We're going to talk about that as we start in verse 9 and move on through Revelation 18. We're just about to Armageddon, which will happen in Revelation 19. I want to thank you for joining me. My name's Brad Zockel. This is the Heaven Tour Ministry, and I'm just thankful as the Lord has just opened up doors for us. And uh, I was just talking with a gentleman up in uh, Illinois. The, there is a group, a, a conglomerate of churches, a grouping of churches that are going to join together and have me up there in October to be able to meet with them and talk about Heaven, a Heaven Tour, a Heaven is Home conference from October 20th through 22nd. I'll tell you more about that. Then I'm looking at, oh my, the end of April, I'll be flying into Grand Junction, Colorado to meet some dear people there for a number of Bible studies on heaven. And then uh, here at the end of this month, I will be in Georgia. As a matter of fact, uh, starting on Super Bowl Sunday, I'll be in Maryland and in Delaware. I will be uh, wonderfully, wonderfully welcomed by some dear people. In the morning time, I'll be speaking at Salis- in Salisbury, Maryland at Calvary Baptist Tabernacle. That evening, I'll be over in Delaware. Well, that afternoon, I'm sorry, uh, 2 o'clock, right up before the Super Bowl, we're going to have a Bible study at the Sugar Shack Bakery. Greg and Danae invite you to come and join us there. A study on heaven. It's open to the community at the Sugar Shack. Then that weekend, I'm going to be having a Bible study in Slidell, Louisiana on Saturday the 17th. Then I'll be traveling down the road here along the lower coast into Dayton, Texas, and meeting with South Dayton Baptist Church the very next day. Looking forward to that. Finishing out the month of February, I will be in Fayetteville, Georgia at Lisbon Baptist Church, Pastor Brian Parrish, for two days a Heaven is Home conference, Saturday and Sunday. The next week after that, I'm going to be flying into California to speak in a Bible study at Landmark Church in Salinas on Saturday afternoon. And then the next day at in Hollister, California, I'll be speaking at Calvary Baptist Church morning and evening service. And so there's a lot going on heading into Pennsylvania, going all the way through March, and then in April, as I said, Colorado, North Carolina, be in prayer, Mississippi, Alabama. And I just really, really enjoy these times together, seeing you in person. And if you're in the way somewhere there, if you're along the road, you you, you come on over. Let's say hi together, all right? Don't forget our books. If you would like to, uh, some of the top questions that have been asked on my live streams, we put into book form. What is Heaven All About? On Amazon. And it is uh, also... Heaven, the Adventure Begins. Both are available on Amazon. What is heaven all about? And heaven, the adventure begins. Here's Revelation chapter 18. We took a look at this, uh, just a, a very dynamic passage on the justice of God. And we're reminded in here, when we talk about money, because even you and I, who pretty much were paying our bills, taking care of our mortgage, handling 
uh, taking care of the, the, the little ones in the household and beyond. And, you know, we, we kind of watch those nickels sometimes. And we, we have an idea sometimes money starts taking a precedence more than it should. And we're reminded in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15, keep yourself free from the love of money. Be content with what you have. For the Lord has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. There's our satisfaction in the Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Timothy 6.10 repeats the same phrase, the love of money. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evils. It's through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. Isn't that an interesting way to put it too? The love of money when people have it. We all take care of our currency to pay for our bills and to take care of good things like shoes for the kids and groceries and, you know, even for times of celebration. But having it where it becomes an obsession. Then we take a look at this, Ecclesiastes 5.10. Ecclesiastes, this is the book of things being vanity, empty. He who loves money will not be satisfied with money, nor he who loves wealth with his income. This also is vanity. Luke 12, the Lord says, take care, be on your guard against all covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. Well, we certainly see something going on here. When we look in Revelation 18, people whose whole lives and identification are in possessions have lost it all. They didn't need Yahweh. They wanted currency. They wanted money. They wanted power through money. It's all gone. Verse 8 says, in God's judgment, in answer to the prayers way back in chapter 6, when will you be just? When will you have vengeance? The Lord says now. Her plagues came upon those that made the financial situation their God. It's gone, it says, in a single day. All of it. Mighty is the Lord who has judged her. So here we read now, and I'm going to be reading from the King James Version as I rotate the different translations. And so we see what happens with these rulers, these financial icons. And the kings of the earth who have committed fornication and lived deliciously with this world system of money shall bewail her, lament for her when they see the smoke of her burning. In other words, it's all falling apart. They stand afar off for the fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour is your judgment come. Now, we can be figurative about this, but we're seeing this. Here's it. Is this talking about a literal city, a center of finances? Possibly whatever Babylon would be, whatever the the name for that city would be. We don't know, but it could be the whole world system is considered Babylon. But here's the point. In one hour, it's it's all come so shortly. And the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn, the grown people crying like children, mourn over her, for no man buyeth their merchandise anymore. The merchandise, and now here's the list, because of the detail of the anxiety, and everything is just plucked from their possession, and so they go into it the merchandise of gold and silver and precious stones, all gone, pearls, fine lemon and purple, silk, scarlet, and all, it says thyene wood. That really means a scented wood, special types of wood, all thyene wood, and all the manner vessels of ivory, all manner vessels of most precious wood, of brass, of iron and marble. Then it goes into more, even more dainty things, and cinnamon, 
and odors, which would be like spices and incense and ointments and frankincense and wine and oil and fine flour and wheat. And then it goes into livestock and beasts and sheep and horses and chariots and slaves and souls of men. Do you see where it's going? They abused, maybe they trafficked, maybe there were prostitutes under their authority. They took human souls. And the fruits of, do you see, there's no repentance because of what they did. It's, we don't have this anymore. We don't have these slaves working for us. It's all gone. They're, they're not remorseful. That's how far their soul has gone in hardness. And the fruits that thy soul lusted after are departed from thee, and all things which were dainty and goodly. See, not the fundamentals of life in, in there. The dainty and goodly departed, and you, you'll find them no more. The merchants of these things which were made rich by her, by this particular world system of finances, by, I don't know, by embezzlement, by trickery, we don't know. But we know that it's built on evil. They were made rich by her. They shall stand afar off for the fear of her torment. Now, they're playing safe. They don't want to stand too near. The fear of her torment, weeping and wailing, alas, alas, that great city that was clothed in fine linen and purple and scarlet and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls. For in one hour so great riches has come to naught, means nothing. And every shipmaster and all the companies and ships and sailors and as many as trade by sea stood afar off. And they cried when they saw the smoke of her burning, saying, What great city, what city is like unto this great city? Well, you think more, it's like what city was like that great city. I think it's pretty much in the past, my friends. And so when they say this, what do we see here? No, this was in the past. It's gone. And they cast dust on their heads and cried, weeping and wailing, Alas, alas, that great city, wherein were made rich all that had ships in the sea by reason of her costliness. However, she exacted the, the ways to make it, the costliness. People were made rich. And so they followed the, the, the wealth, not the morality, not the ethics, not the godliness. For in one hour she made desolate. And so now we go to verse 20, and what does it say? Now the sacred answer. Rejoice over her, thou heaven, and ye holy apostles and prophets, for God hath avenged you on her. Listen, that's the answer to the question in Revelation chapter 6, when the redeemed say, Lord, when will your justice come? When will you have your justice, your revenge? He said a little while longer. Well, you see part of that right here, Revelation chapter 18. When we take a look at this, because this is so hard, this is money. This is money. But the Christian says, a good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. Favor is better than silver or gold, Proverbs 22.1. But those people would look at you like, you have no idea. You're out of your mind. Money makes the good name. It's, it's, it's not to, if I'm rich, I have a good, and think about it, you know, I think about on Fiddler on the Roof in the, in the uh, Hollywood presentation, as uh, the main character is singing, he says, oh, if I were rich, then in, in the song, the lyrics go, and I paraphrase, the lyrics go, well, then I would also, after I see all the goodliness, I would go into town and all of the people would ask me questions. What about this? What about this? 
And he says, I can give any answer because it doesn't matter what your answer is. As long as you're rich, they're going to listen. And isn't that so? Don't we see that sometimes we'll find people that have made a gain on the stock market, we assume they've made a gain in wisdom. Those that have made a fortune, we think that they're philosophers. Yeah, it's the same thing here when we see this. But what happens? They've lost their wisdom pretty fast. They're standing there like children, tearing their clothes and crying from afar off. What do we do? What do we do? This was my life. The bank account was my life. Well, no character. No, no teaching, no wisdom, no teaching of children, of examples. No, no. This Proverbs 13, 22, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, but the sinner's wealth is laid up for the righteous. When we see this, this has so many meanings here of teaching that it goes down through there, and also you're giving of your money to help others along there. It's so powerful, so powerful when we see this. And we see Proverbs 10.22, the blessing of the Lord makes rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. When God blesses you, you're indeed rich. I've met many people whose bank accounts are very thin, but they're rich in the Lord and in friends and in joy, but not here. But what happens when these ones are in this great morning, the celebration in heaven? Yes, Lord, you did bring vengeance. Yes, Lord, your name's to be praised. Yes, Lord, you are the one that is giving, the glory goes to you. And as we see the unrest on the world getting worse and worse in this, which will culminate in the battle of Armageddon, we also see those that would be made high in the secular plane are now made low. Remember that? This is what John the Baptist was saying. You know, you need to prepare the way of the Lord. There will be, the the low will be lifted up and the high will be brought down. And indeed, we see this here because of so many people having money. I had shared this story. I don't uh, know that I had shared this with you recently, that I was invited as a teacher of a student. I found out later on that his dad was one of the richest men in the county, invited me, a school teacher, on a, on a salary such as a school teacher has, to go into a party on, on the insistence of his son. And the father was very benevolent indeed, on a yacht, heading out out of state in another location on a yacht, for a cruise that went around the yacht in beautiful scenery. Dolphins were cascading alongside the yacht. The buffet inside could have fed an army. It was amazing. I happened to look over, not intending to, but I saw that the host of the party had tipped the captain $900 just for those couple of hours of that cruise. There was money thrown everywhere. Everybody was posturing, except for me. I really liked the food, and his son was very, very realistic about it. But, oh, all the money and the wealth and, the, and all of the jewelry that was showing out. And here I am in just a regular suit coat and, and plain old shoes. The man who hosted that party, I have more in my wallet sitting here right now than he does right now. He was caught in a financial scandal and it went to the courts. It went to the federal courts. And as I speak right now, he's in, I think, his third year in incarceration. He'll never get a decent job when he comes out, and he has no money on there. But everybody in his region would come to him for advice and for coddling and wanting to be his friend. And now he has nothing because he has no money. And I see that that paper tiger, if you want to put it that way, paper dollar tiger, was brought down just in such a fast time. And that's what you see here. The, the empire is found to be false. 
And under God's ruling, the one who owns a cattle on a thousand hills and says, enough's enough. And so you have built an army of wealth. Oh, watch how fast I take it down in a day, in an hour, such as the strength of God. So much more I can say, but I think that we see that the praise goes to the Lord. Don't be in despair, friend, that you're looking across here and seeing the insane wealth of some people. It, 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 this, in the vast story of eternity, this means nothing right now. The riches, as we see in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9, are beyond our imagination of what God has for those who love him. So you remember these stories here as we continue on our talk in Revelation 18. Thank you, God bless you, and Lord willing, we'll talk soon. In order for the Heaven Tour to continue fulfilling our mission, we humbly ask for your support. Your generosity allows us to continue to proclaim and explain the biblical truth of heaven and to mentor many. All eligible donations are tax deductible, so please prayerfully consider an end of your gift. You can send your gift to the Heaven Tour, P.O. Box 795 Pickens, South Carolina 29671. Thank you and have a blessed Thanksgiving.